Hi everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Unbound, where with others, I talk all about different people, places, and perspectives. If you love to travel, immerse yourself in different cultures, and hear all about amazing experiences of success, this is the place for you to be inspired. I'm so happy that you're here, so let's just dive right into this episode. So today's episode is about all the things I have learned in 2020. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot more than what I'm saying, but these are the ones that truly stuck out to me the most. I definitely have to still work on them and I don't master all of them. And I do sound a little preachy here and there during the episode, but it's mostly preaching to myself just to also remind myself. If you do have anybody who you would like to share that with, if you find anything that resonates with you or you think somebody should hear, please, please share. Um, And yeah, my hope is that you find something that resonates, that is motivating, that is inspiring, and maybe reminds you of something that you didn't quite realize. So enjoy the episode. Can you all believe that it's already the end of 2020? I feel like I've blinked with my eyes once. And it feels like it was the longest but shortest year of all times. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy what this year has brought. I think that we all expected something different. However, I personally think that it was a lot of blessings. So I did want to take the time and share what I've learned. I was inspired by a lot of other podcasts that I listened to that have also reminded me of things that I would not think of. So I sat down and just wrote out the things that have mostly stuck out to me. I had a big, big year. And obviously those are things that I'm still in the process of learning. I'm a work in progress, things that I'm still trying to master. And yeah, I just basically put together the things that I learned. And I would recommend to stand till the end because the last one is the absolute most important one that I think actually applies to everybody. So I'm starting out with number one. It is saying no and creating healthy boundaries. (laughs) I really needed to learn to say no more. I caught myself being a people's pleaser and I really needed to let go of that, of being a people's pleaser. Basically, that means just saying no to things that you actually mean Oh, the other way around. It means saying yes to things that you actually mean no. For example, you just say yes to workload that you don't want to do. You say yes to toxic friends. You say yes to toxic relationships. You say yes to toxic food, maybe. You say yes to excessive social media. I was guilty of that. I caught myself just being too much on social media It had me anxious about things that I didn't even want. I was chasing ideas of success that I don't even believe in. So I learned to just be a lot more mindful of the content that I consume. And being a people's pleaser, I also caught myself with the work that I was doing. I said no to things way later than I should have because I always thought, oh, when I say no to things, it would get other people mad or they would not understand or that would put a bad light on myself. It would mean that I don't work enough or it would mean that I'm not capable of things. That's not true at all. It's setting healthy boundaries to where I know I'm capable of that, doing that in a effective, efficient, sustainable way. It's good for me. It's good for the other person. But if you say yes, even though you don't have those 
capability, not even capabilities, but the capacity, just the capacity. Don't get fooled by your mind. Don't let your mind trick into, oh, the other people won't understand or they need it so bad for me. Oh my gosh. I don't want to sound personal right now, but everybody's replaceable when it comes to work. There's always going to be somebody else that's going to do that if if you're not going to be doing it. At least that's what I feel like. <laughs> so I just, I found myself looking for that validation of, oh yeah, you're doing good. And then therefore set no way later than I should have. And I feel like people pleasing comes in a cycle, at least for me. So what applies to me is I would say yes when I mean no. I would then create resentment then I would operate on very low frequency and not sticking to my commitments. And then I'd feel shame or guilt about that. And the cycle goes on because whenever I'd felt shame or guilt for that, I thought I need to make that up with my next yes. (laughs) So I really needed to learn to say no and that it's okay. And creating those healthy boundaries in a way where I don't get distracted by things and feel bad for just leaving that, you know, and not not letting that distract me. For example, friends going out, but I need to invest some work into a project that I'm doing or working on. Saying no to those fries when I want to lose weight. Saying no to that additional workload that I don't have the capacity to do. And saying no to conversations that I didn't want to be in. Because that's also a big one that I learned this year. People are seasonal. It's okay when people come and go because outgrowing is healthy. It doesn't mean that it's not pain because it's some sort of growing pain that you feel with that. But I had to protect my energy and I did eliminate certain communication that just didn't serve me. I didn't want to talk about other people. I don't want to engage in those type of conversations And I don't want to build an opinion about anybody else because I just simply say no to that type of conversation. I don't want to talk about others or other people's lives. I'd rather talk about, you know, personal development or whatever excites me or what my vision or goals or what I want to do or just creating memories. Anything else other than evaluating or judging other people's lives. So saying no to that created healthy boundaries And not everybody has to understand. I get to choose who I surround myself with. And that guilt will cripple up your back by practicing saying no. Because like I said, not everybody will understand. You might receive some dirty looks or misunderstandings of like, oh, why are you not saying this and this and this and this? Yeah, fine. You go ahead, do you. But I just create my healthy boundary. I keep my positive energy. I protect my space. And I get to choose whatever I want to engage in and what I do not want to. So learning to say no and creating healthy boundaries. Next one is number two, staying consistent, sticking to your journey, even if you haven't figured it out. (laughs) That's actually a big one for me. (laughs) Really a big one for me. This year, I went from 0 to 10, from I got it, I got it, I got it, to crap, I don't know where I belong, I don't know what I'm doing, oh, hold on, I got it again, I got it, oh, wait, I'm derailing again, oh, where am I going, oh, hold on, no, 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 it's all fine. (laughs) Um, So, really learning to stick to my personal journey and being consistent and putting in work that puts me further than where I was the day before, and whatever that might be, right? 
the consistently exposing myself. That was one thing that I truly, truly, truly am always going to advocate for, to expose yourself. This year, it was exposing myself to my limits, to my limiting beliefs, and so I was heavily investing in my personal development. I literally spent more than half a year intensively investing in my personal development, and from now on, I'm honestly never going to stop doing that. First, I was looking at exposure in my, from my experience, you know, traveling, going abroad, different people around me, different continent, different surrounding, different environment, different opinions, different perspectives, different people, different circle friends around me. And that all is perfect exposure. This is how I have been blessed with a very good understanding or adaptability, whatever it was, right? And it also led me to things that I liked, things that I didn't like, kind of eliminating the things that I know I will not going to do in my future. And like I said, this year, it was exposing myself to my own limits. And I feel like as long as you have not figured it out, continue to expose yourself to literally see what then lights you up. Find the thing that lights you up. I was trying crazy things. I was taking new classes. I met new people. I was trying things that I thought I would hate. I was trying things that I thought that I would love. I truly believe in that the universe has a way of aligning the right people and opportunities at its appropriate time. And once you change the environment or try new things, you will also make friends based on common interest instead of growing up together. Don't get me wrong, I do feel like that definitely can coexist in harmony, but it also has a lot to do with setting healthy boundaries again. I mean, two of my best friends I've known now for more than almost a decade, and we do have different interests. They go in way different directions in their lives, but trust me when I say I do want them in my life. I need them in my life. They're rocks for me as well, and I appreciate them for the differences. I appreciate them for different perspectives, but it also means that they don't get to make me feel like that my journey is wrong or something like that. It just means that I create the healthy boundaries and choose to engage in different conversations with them rather than maybe where my vision, where my goals is. I have a different type of tribe for that, right? So as long as I have not figured it out though, just continuing to expose myself, it will get me closer to actually figuring it out. You then create that tribe that will push you and understand you differently. So as I've mentioned for me, by traveling, I met people who are so aligned with me. I have different conversations with them than with my childhood friends. However, I still want to keep my childhood friends, at least those that can grow with me and setting those boundaries for them as well. But what's mostly important is in that one that I've learned is the progress and not perfection. I've been such a guilty little sucker of that. There's no such, no such thing as truly getting it right. I would contemplate of like, okay, am I going to start this podcast? Is it going to be perfect? No, it's not. It's far away from being perfect because it's not supposed to be. I started doing art. Is it perfect? No, art will never be perfect. That's always in the eye of the beholder, whether that's beautiful or whether that's crap. I wanted to start that business. Did I do that? Yes. Did I continue doing it? No. Do I feel like I failed? Hell no, because failing is just if you never try. I figured more things out along the way. And it is my journey, mine, 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 and whatever that journey is. I found myself apologizing for what I did because I saw what somebody else has done and it was just different. But just because somebody else has different expectations of what success means to them 
doesn't mean that you have to dim your light or that I needed to dim my light because I did find myself doing so. Whether you're a medical student, whether you're never studying, whether you're dropping out, whether you're a globetrotter just like I am, whether you're an activist, an entrepreneur, a hustler, a family person, or a housewife, whatever success means to you, stick to that journey. So as an example, I found myself justifying my degree. I used my degree as a tool, to be honest. First, when I started studying, I didn't care for the studying part of it. I don't see myself in the academic part of Austria and being all corporate. I just don't see myself. But without my program, I would not be where I am. I would not have been in Malaysia. I would not have been in the United States. I would not have been able to go back to the U.S. every summer because I was two months off and creating the network that I needed in order to be back in work. I look beyond the degree itself. I saw my long-term goal and I stayed consistent. But then when I was in the States now and I saw that everything was happening so fast, right? People around me were just growing in their business so, so, so fast. And it was possible without the degree and everything that I started questioning my journey. I started questioning the thing that I had already seen three years ago. So I almost derailed from my journey. Not saying that you, that you can never change your your journey or whatever you you thought your path was going to be not not saying that but I mean it would be simply in my opinion stupid if I have a degree and I have five out of six semesters done and then I just drop out because of something that happens that's so far away from me right now right so I would look at their journey and be like oh you know I could be there I could do this blah 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 but they also have, have had their failures. They all have had their own learnings. I need to stick to mine. And truth to be told, yes, that's definitely one that I still get to daily remind myself of to stay consistent and sticking to my personal journey. I don't necessarily have a problem with the staying consistent because pouring into myself and moving forward and constantly elevating myself is extremely important to me. But the sticking to my journey and not comparing myself, that's a big, big, big lesson. And it ties into the next one that I have as a big, big learning, and it is trusting the process. They kind of go together because, as I've mentioned, the universe has a way of aligning the right people and opportunities at its appropriate time. And in my opinion, once I started trusting that timing will be right, I wasn't worried so much. And I will allow to also cheer for others loud, loud. That trusting to me meant that I let go of also envy, any jealousy. I would congratulate others. My time will come. My time will come. And and not to forget that trusting the process also includes the word process. Process doesn't go without any action. So yeah, you can trust, but if you do not put action um into whatever you're doing or ownership of or take ownership of your habits there won't be any progress nor then process so <laughs> if you just trust that something's gonna fall, fall from the sky you're gonna wait for a very long time <laughs> but going back to letting go of that envy I also think you know whatever I get is what I give so I cannot expect all blessings if I run around being all pessimistic or jealous, talking bad, bad about others or, you know, just basically tearing down their success or whatever it is. I cannot expect anything that comes to me if I don't give that in return. 
and I personally like I am a very spiritual person uh I, I do think that you know universe does have that way of aligning so if you give out bad vibes you're gonna receive bad vibes so all I want to do is give out good vibes and it just has been proven so many times this year I mean even the opportunities that I've been blessed to have it really is so so present to me that trusting the process is is essential and is crucial and just trusting that timing is right it also includes to know your worth despite of where you're at again ties into the first thing that i've said right sticking to your journey and staying consistent if you haven't figured it out i'm trying so hard not to compare and it is hard because personally i think that is one of the downsides of exposure I have, I feel like I've really been exposed to a lot of the things or a lot of different things. And I, I also proactively always did that. I wanted that. But it also means that I've seen ex- an extreme overwhelm of opportunities. Still, I am privileged AF, excuse my French, having lived in many different places and not being a tourist though. I, I don't really travel as, oh yeah, I'm ticking off all the sites off of my list. That's just not what I like. So easily, easily I was thinking that I'm supposed to be somewhere else already because I just basically saw it's possible. There's many things that are possible. I could possibly be on the moon. Am I going? No. And I would measure that by age, status, or income. So comparing, definitely one of the biggest enemies of joy. I mentioned that in one of my previous episodes about being stuck. So really trusting that process that you are right where you need to be, know your worth despite of where you're at, stick into your own journey. And what truly defines me is who I am and not what I have or what I do. A lot easier said than done. However, you will see, and I did, that it will attract the right people. And I experienced a natural selection, honestly, because I don't need a transactional relationship only. I don't need relationships that are solely based on transactions or whatever it is. I want true and sincere people who love me for who I am. Despite the industry that I'm in. Despite the country that I'm in. Despite the age that I'm at. Right? So, and warning, growing pain included. (laughs) So, trust the process. And then number four. Be intentional about your goals. So it is actually proven that setting your goals does increase the chance that you actually achieve them, right? To like write them down somewhere or whatever it is and really be clear about them. However, why do only 8% actually do achieve them? Why? I did hear that on a different podcast earlier this week and it was two women talking about, I actually do need to uh, quote that podcast later on. They were talking about it and one of the ladies said, well, she thinks, and I do agree with her, is that you can have all the good intentions you want, but if you're not being intentional, it increases the chances you're not going to achieve those goals because are you being realistic? Are those goals coming from the heart? What are you chasing? Money, people, validation? Why are you doing that? Why is that your goal? Is it because you have compared yourself and then you basically just want to achieve that goal So you're on that same level with somebody else? And I was turning all these questions to myself. And definitely, I did have good intentions with all my goals all year. But then, yeah, was I intentional? That's the question. And to me, 
I learned that too many things at once, uh, it's just chaos. I It literally is just chaos and it doesn't serve anybody. I was adding so much chaos and it was I was not doing any of the things wholeheartedly because I was just sticking to a, oh, everything is possible mindset. Well, yeah, as I said, a lot of things are possible, but it was, but it was cost. My sanity? Hell no. Example, I was going towards the end of my internship, but I was still working. Um, wanted to start my own business and I did. I wanted to start painting and paint like every week and produce paintings all the time. Wanted to um, do my podcast and have episodes all out all week. But at the same time, I was going back to Europe and I was moving back, adapting to the environmental change and you know, to the time difference, I was starting back with studying full time, but having half my heart and head still in a different time zone. And it was just, I also wanted to lose weight and improve my relationships. And don't get me wrong, it is possible, but I didn't need to have everything at once. I didn't need to, because what ended up happening is that, as I said, it just added on to chaos. And I was doing some of the things just half ass. And then I didn't produce, right? So I wasn't clearly intentional about it or not really realistic about it. I do want to quote one of my friends. He had a presentation about self-awareness and he was also talking about those goals. He was like, well, you know, many things want a lot of things. Many people want to be successful, but are you truly committed? Do you just want it? Or are you also committed enough to make sacrifices in order to achieve those goals? Because that is going to set the go-getters apart from the, I just want it. So to be intentional this year, I started something that I heard on a different podcast as well, which had inspired me to kind of implement that. And that was just setting up my uh, goals and kind of reflecting on 2020. And basically it's five little, let's say categories that I would split my year into. I did that before the podcast as well. So it is review, reflect, refine, results, and remind. So review basically has to do with um, looking at the year and like, what have I tangibly achieved in 2020 and really tangibly, right? So for me was, for example, I moved around, moved from Malaysia to Austria, from Austria to the States. I did have surgeries that needed to be taken care of. Oh yeah, I basically have great vision now without contact lenses. Isn't that amazing? Woo woo. (laughs) I, for example, I spoke up about lipedema. That was huge for me. I did my internship. That was huge for me. I closed uh, joint venture deals with Christina. That was huge for me. These things, reviewing that, right? And then reflecting on it, which is basically how did I feel about it? How did I feel this year has been? How have I shown up? What was negative? What was positive? What has lit me up? And so for that, for me, for example, what has lit me up? The, the All the feedback that I've always received about the video that I, I um, put out about lipedema, the feedback about my first episode on the podcast, that I put out. So I noticed that whenever I actually did speak up, that that has lit me up because people liked it. And so moving forward, then I know that I'm going to invest into that more. I also have reflected that, you know, in the beginning of the year, I just did not show up always the best way because I was just hitting a glass wall. I just didn't feel myself. And so through reflecting, I also learned certain things make me feel some type of way. And then by implementing the next step, I can refine those, which is refine. So adding on to what has worked for me, 
in 2020, I'm going to bring into 2021. So as I said, it had lit me up when people gave me feedback, positive feedback and any constructive feedback. But so I need to speak up more and care less about what the haters would possibly say and just share more, right? So refining what has worked and bringing that into 2021. I mean, that works with anything, even if it's, you know, oh, I have worked out, you know, this and that many times a week and bringing it into 2021, I want to increase that or decrease that or implement something else. Read instead of 10 pages, 10 pages have worked, maybe 15 pages a day work. So that kind of stuff. And then with the results, that's basically then about setting those goals and setting those intentional. I put them into different categories. So for example, personal growth, you know, who do I want to be? Who do I want to show up as? Um, then another one is health, you know, what kind of nutrition do I want to stick to? How many times do I, would I like to work out? How does that workout look like? Is that going to be a gym? Is that going to be at home? Is that going to be some team sports if possible? Um, relationships, you know, who do I want to invest in? A lot of people always have goals to deepen their relationship with their parents. Um, you know, how do I invest in that? Do I call them weekly? Do I call them every second week or something like that? And then also career goals, financial goals. How much do I want to earn or where do I see myself in what career? That kinds of stuff. And really being intentional about it, realistic and mindful. And then the last part is remind. Uh, I personally am super visual. So when I do set those goals, if I do not see them or if I do not remind myself about them, I'm not really going to be consistent. So that is also something I reflect. I know that I'm going to be like that. So I'm going to implement something that is going to avoid for that to happen again. So that is remind. I do print them out. I write them down in my journal somewhere. I reread them. Some people are post-its people, right? I personally love whiteboards. And what I'm going to do this year the first time is I'm actually going to put reminders quarterly in my phone. So once I got my goals down, I'm going to put a reminder at the end of March, at the end of July, at the end of September, and then, you know, at the end of the year or whatever. However, I'm just going to put it in my calendar just to see, okay, for example, by the end of March, I have a reminder, hey, you wanted to lose five kilo by now. Where are we at? <laughs> Is your ass still sitting on the couch? So stuff like that. So just to repeat that, I review, reflect, refine, results, and remind. And that also, I personally think, has a lot to do with my next big learning, which is habits and environment are crucial. (laughs) So environment, I do not only mean geographically or physically, but also mentally and spiritually. Both or all four of them, what I mentioned, are extremely important because you're actual geographic environment does play a big role. I mean, I can just speak from my own experience. It was completely different for me being in Asia than it was being in in Europe than it was to being in the US. Just by the dynamics or whatever the the country provides as of socioeconomic conditions, whatever it might be. And as of mentally and spiritually, it's a lot about what you feed your mind because that's the environment in your head. Also, there's a saying that we are the average of the five people who we surround ourselves with. And I really let that sink in. And I've done this before, but I think we continuously have to do that. And I do that as well. But just really auditing the people around me, 
I would ask myself, you know, are they supportive? Do they understand? Do they not understand? However, I'd remind myself that I personally don't think that it's their responsibility to understand. People don't know what they don't know, and they don't have to. They don't have to have the same visions or goals or whatever that I have. They don't. They don't have to. It's not their responsibility, and I can't be mad at them for not thinking the same way. That again ties into my first learning, creating those healthy boundaries and just not going insane trying to explain or justify. Rather than just get yourself into rooms where you are either not the loudest or like-minded people. And the way that I did that was also with the EQ class that I that I attended with the personal development or emotional intelligence, whatever it was. And um get into an environment that wants to see you grow. And that included for me receiving feedback, but genuine feedback. I learned that accountability is love in a way that I've never learned it before. And by being around people who understood it the same way that I than I did, I cultivated this this growing awareness. Basically, that growing, that awareness just grew exponentially of how important it is who's around you, what you feed your mind with, and that accountability definitely is love and that I personally needed feedback, constructive feedback, things that I maybe didn't want to hear, but I definitely needed to hear. And then regarding habits, we are all habitual people. The majority of our actions during a day, they're based on habits. And breaking habits is hard. I needed to find my ideal routine. And not going to lie, still kind of (laughs) searching. But I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring out the habits that I don't like, that I don't like about myself. And step by step, I'm trying to get rid of them. So best example, staring at your phone in the morning. I would just grab my phone because it would lay right next to me because of my alarm, right? So how do I break it? I would be putting my phone on the other side of their room. So first, I would have to get up to end the alarm and to not grab it automatically when it's right next to me. Second, I wanted to bring journaling in my life a lot more. I always loved journaling, but I wasn't too consistent about it. So I would put that journal right next to me. So the first thing in of my phone is the journal that I can grab. I just need to brain dump a lot, right? Brain dumping, I think, is so healthy. Like, probably another big learning, (laughs) brain dumping. Because sometimes I just can't put into words or articulate what I need to get rid of, so I just brain dump it into my journal. Next example, and, and those are simple examples, I would suck a drink in water or enough water. So I would need to get a habit in place or something that I would make sure I drink enough. So I just got a cup with a straw that I can nibble on instead of a glass that I didn't want to carry around and only holds half a liter or so. So the habits also, changing your habits also includes just working on my discipline because as I said, breaking habits definitely is hard. It takes discipline and time, but continuing to do that step-by-step and again, not always trying to do all at once is helping me get there and break all those bad habits. Because also overall, that literally just improves my mental health. And so now I'm coming to my last and biggest and most important learning slash realization slash takeaway, whatever you want to call it. But it is 
relationships over anything. Relationships over anything. And I'm also not talking about romantic relationships. I'm talking about the ones with your friends, with your parents, with your siblings, in business, and the utmost important, most important one. Drums, the one with myself. (laughs) The relationship to myself is the root to everything else. I mentioned before, I invested so heavily in my personal development this year, and that was the best investment that I've ever done. I needed to face my own shit. I needed to learn to let go of old ideas, labels, habits, fears, concerns, and ego and pride. I needed to let go of that that stuff, so to say, to free up space for new things to enter, for those new habits, for those new perspectives, for those new routines. I don't need to be the person in an argument anymore that needs to have the last word because I do care about more you and I than being right or making my point. I don't need to be the person waiting for you to text first because I can set aside my pride. I can receive feedback and not take it personal because it is not attacking attacking my person, but the behavior or whatever, however I showed up. The class that I was taking, I was told things that I didn't want to hear, but I needed to, as I said, right? Example, and that one hurt me, (laughs) but hold on, hold tight. So I heard you're fake. And my first reaction was, what the, (laughs) who do you think to say that I'm fake, (laughs) you know? Because I was like, I don't lie to people. I'm I'm there for people. I care for people. I'm I'm not fake. How do you say this? Yada yada yada. Until it clicked, and I realized it was me being fake to myself. And fake is a harsh word, but just not truthful to myself in a way where I would just be happy and upbeat in front of others to make them feel good, and not needing somebody. For me to have a shoulder to lay on, if you guys know what I mean. Like, I would just be all in good mood, you know, for nobody else to feel bad or thinking, oh, they need to be there for me. So that was the fake that was seen in me. So it just takes a lot of work to get to the point where feedback is not taken personally. And it did for me, but it worked. And it is so freeing, so liberating, and the truest form of love, in my opinion, Accountability and calling yourself out, your friends out, with always having the best intention is going to get you way further than always trying to sugarcoat stuff. I also introduced a very big word into my vocabulary, (laughs) and it is vulnerability. Oh my gosh. With being vulnerable and just letting people in, I have connected with people on a very different level. So that time didn't really matter as much anymore with regards to the depth of a friendship or relationship. So my personal development and facing my own crap, looking in the mirror, taking responsibility and ownership and holding myself accountable was one of the absolute biggest and best learnings. So heavily investing in my self-awareness, self-evaluation, relationship management, all the good stuff. And there's a shit ton of books on that about emotional intelligence Because honestly, the happiest people are usually evaluating and improving themselves and the unhappy ones, the ones evaluating and judging others. And I don't want to be part of that. (laughs) 
<laughs> I personally also feel like that we're just judging where we usually feel the biggest insecurities ourselves. So I feel like whenever I faced all that, I then also didn't feel no entitlement to evaluate anybody else and judge based on lack of experience of whatever they're going through. Because again, yeah, everybody has their own journey. So always looking in the mirror first at all times. Just to sum up those learnings, it is saying no and creating healthy boundaries, staying consistent and sticking to my own journey, even if I have not figured it out yet, trusting the process, being intentional about my goals, my habits and environment are crucial, and relationships over anything. And I do want to end this with an amazing quote that I want to take into 2021. And it's from the good old Dalai Lama (laughs) about what he's most surprised about humanity. And so he says, the human sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices money to recuperate his health. And then he's so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he never is going to die, then dying having never really lived. I think that's an absolutely amazing quote. I always want my life to be full of life, which requires me to be fully present. I am super, super excited about 2021. I think it will be an absolutely amazing year. I hope that some of what I've mentioned inspired you or reminded you of some things that you didn't even realize that you also learned. If something resonated or you just want to share that with anybody else or share a story with me that you could think of, I would absolutely love to hear it. And I wish everybody a happy new year, a year full of growth and health and love and cheers to another one.